The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Welcome to Are You Afraid? My Roanoke Nightmare, the unofficial American horror story internet radio show exclusively on poppychuloradio.com. Poppychulo Radio pop culture on demand. Today is Thursday, September 22nd, 2016, and I'm your host, Jeffrey Aruz. During tonight's broadcast, we're going to recap, review, and dissect the latest episode of FX's American Horror Story. So please welcome my co hosts. First up, it's Cat's Meow. Hello! I'm just in a singing mood today for some reason. Hello, how are you guys doing tonight? I'm very excited to talk about how disappointed I am in this episode. Okay. That's yeah. called a teaser, Cat's Meow. I like it. <laughs> Foreshadowing. Straight to the point. Yes, and we have a special guest co-host tonight. Please welcome Priscilla Rocha. Ooh, it's another Priscilla coming in. I know, right? It's funny that, and I was thinking of this because I knew that you were going to be joining us tonight as a special guest. As I'm watching the episode, I'm like, Priscilla appears in the show, and then a Priscilla appears on our show. Coincidence? I think not. I think not. We're in the twilight I know. Is our Priscilla real? (laughs) We'll never know. I, I'm I'm a little I, Amish ghost, and none of you ever realized it. You're an Amish ghost with a tired bonnet. Because mm. that bonnet, girl, they picked up was dirty. <laughs> it, was off. it was like gray with like black trim, and I know that wasn't it's intentional. It's supposed to be old. Well, I mean, just because old don't mean a guy it can't be just a little like something, something. Well, they don't have tied with bleach. You know what I'm saying? Mm. They have pigs. Dingy so. bonnets. Yes. Roanoke, home there, of the dingy bonnets. There's that. So let's jump into our recap of Season 6, Episode 2, titled Chapter 2, and aired September 21st, 2016. Here's the official synopsis of the episode. After just barely escaping from the mob in the woods, Shelby and Matt resolve that they will continue to live in the house despite the attempts that have been made to drive them from it. After discovering a burning totem in the woods near the house, Matt and Shelby finally secure the help of the local police. Unnerving and mysterious events continue to affect the residents of the house, this time including Matt, Lee, and her daughter, Flora. After discovering a storm cellar in the backyard of the house, Shelby and Matt begin to learn more about the history of the house from a previous owner who details the paranormal and supernatural activity within the house via 
a videotape. After verifying the truth of the story, Shelby and Matt realize that they are trapped because all their money is tied up in the house and they have no way out. Meanwhile, Lee violates her custody agreement with her ex-husband and brings Flora to the house in an attempt to spend time with her. As a result, Flora disappears, falling into the hands of a sinister and shadowy person. When the adults go looking for her, all they find is her hoodie at the top of a massive pine tree. Alright, ladies, let's get into it. I want to get everyone's uh, initial reaction to the episode, but before we do, let's actually check in on the ratings for the episode. This week's episode of American Horror Story aptly titled chapter two was viewed by 3.27 million viewers so let's get into it initial reactions let's start off with our special guest priscilla not the ghost the person <laughs> we're gonna have to keep clarifying that throughout I know, the right? entire time so we don't have like some weird shit coming on in the microwave like microphone but in any case i'm a huge wimp i will preface this like so american horror story like does freak me out and this episode one I saw and I was kind of bored. I was like, okay, like, I- I'm not really feeling this. I'm not scared at all in the slightest. It just kind of feels like you're when you're watching a stupid, schlocky, like, B-grade horror film and you're like, I, I see exactly what these people are doing. What, like, hashtag white people problems. Why? Bye. <laughs> now we get to this episode and I'm like, having some moments where I'm just like covering my eyes like I really don't want to see shit like this and like freaking freaking out over Priscilla bitch shares my name what the fuck like just weird shit going on she doesn't share your style though I'm just saying yeah I'm not for that Amish bonnet look dusty bonnet I, I, I watched that and I was just kind of like I'm entertained, I'm here scared, this is the point, and afterwards I had to watch, like, a happy thing to, like, take my mind off of it. So, good job, American Horror Story, I liked you. Miss Kitty? I have to agree, I wasn't as, like, scared as I was, like, last episode. And there was just parts that didn't make any sense, like, them hoes and them nursing outfits. Like, they explained it, but it was just like, ugh, like, I just didn't understand a lot of parts, and I was hoping that this was going to be, like, the last episode of this chapter, so to speak. Because I was hoping that I was right, and I wasn't. So I'm pissed. And, but it was so it was okay. I mean, am I disappointed? Yes. But we will get further into that. Because I see that Priscilla is all about, like, hashtag white people problems and... She about to, I just feel like we're about to get into some some digs, so I'm game. So let's just get into the nitty gritty. Oh, right now. I enjoyed the episode. I'm really digging the season. I like a spooky haunted house. I think that can be very creepy. And uh, the idea of this like secluded residence on a plot of like 10 acres of forest where, you know, it, it's difficult for people to get there. And uh, if you need help, you know, help. It's going to take a minute for help to get there. So I, I like the idea of it, and I think it's really creepy. I do agree that 
they're doing sort of like all the stupid things that we always complain about in horror movies, but it's still interesting to see to me. Like I'm digging the characters. I'm here for them. I believe in them and uh, I want to see them like survive this. And I'm actually kind of curious to see what other torment and and stuff is going to happen to them. I think it's fascinating. So I enjoyed it and I had a lot of fun watching it and it was creepy and ambiance was, uh, unsettling and unnerving which uh is what american horror stories should be and i feel like that's been missing in like the coven uh, freak show and hotel seasons so i'm glad that that's back so before we get into a thorough recap of the latest episode of american horror story here's our announcer with a few reminders on how you can interact with us like us on facebook facebook.com slash pcr are you afraid Follow us on Tumblr, Are You Afraid? Dash A H S Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Help support Poppy Chula Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash poppychularadio. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for Are You Afraid? My Roanoke Nightmare, and subscribe. Thanks, announcer. All right, so we start off exactly where we left off, which is to say that we are in the middle of the forest with Shelby, and uh, we're looking at uh, the dramatic reenactment of what Shelby found. So, okay, they didn't give her a name in the show yet but it's kathy bates and uh what everyone online is calling her it's the butcher so we're gonna go with that because that's in the the wikipedias and all that kind of stuff and in the official reviews so we have kathy bates as the butcher we've got uh lady gaga if you uh, recognized her as this... As um, the beast woman. As, as the, the troll person in the background? The beast Thank woman. you. Oh my gosh. She I was going like to call her... scary troll bug-eye realness. I was going to call her the wood nymph, to be nice. But we can call her the troll lady if you want. And She uh, was so intense looking. Like, troll lady is the right... She was... I had to pause. Yes, she's the earth mother. To- She's the troll mother. Yes. <laughs> She's mother troll. And so Shelby has come upon a, um, a sort of punishment ceremony. The butcher and her village are roasting the man that was scalped be- over an open fire. And uh, you know they even hammered a tail, a pigtail, into his butt and accused him of uh, hoarding stolen provisions and trying to leave the colony. So they place a giant pig's head over his head while they're uh, roasting his body, you know, on a on a spit or whatever they call it. Uh, Isn't that what they call it, right? A spit. Yeah, they 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 roast him on a spit. That that was 
some fucked up shit. So the wom- the the butcher and her accomplice, uh, which they're the, the internet is simply calling a horned woman, aka Lady Gaga, they see Shelby and they call for her to be captured. And so Shelby is chased uh, through the forest by the mob uh, with the torches and everything until she runs into the road where she came from and she's nearly run over by Lee. And so we have Shelby at the hospital. It's the following day. And uh, Shelby, well, it's interesting the police thought that maybe she was on drugs or something and uh because they're like human sacrifices and all this kind of stuff and uh, after the police People go out and pigtails nailed into the ass yes and being roasted on a spit and after the police find no evidence of anything that she said uh you know they 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 check her into the hospital and all that kind of stuff. And the next morning she tells Matt that she thinks that it's the mountain men, AKA uh, the, the family that wanted to buy the house, the Polks that created this sort of hoax to drive them away from the property. And she's like, no, they're not going to drive us out. You know, we've invested into this place. We're going to stick around. So I love how they test her for drugs too. They're just kind of like, mm, is this lady high? Is she drinking something? Cause that story sounds fucking weird. Like I know, right? But they have had you. to have like some type of complaints. I mean, other people. Well, it looks know, like the house has been abandoned for a while, so maybe oh, it's been okay, like a long time since maybe stuff has the, happened. Like, the like the old gumshoe that worked when the shit was going on before. Exactly, he's retired. Know, he retired. <laughs> Exactly. Shout out to the old gumshoe. So let's discuss, though, Kathy Bates as the butcher, because this is the first time we've heard her talk. I mean, we saw her get run over last week, and we saw her, you know, get her ass back up and continue on moseying into the forest. Yes. She was going to do a scalping, whether she had a disloaded. A, li- a disloaded, a dislocated hip or not. Exactly, she had an appointment. There. You know what I'm saying? The woods had her back. Exactly. Lady Gaga's back. Exactly. Old woman. Yes. So, what do we think of the butcher now that she's actually spoken to us and we've seen her? And it seems like she's—I don't know if she's the one in power, but she seems to be one of the. Um, I guess back in the day they would have called it like the the elders of the village, you know, someone that's a uh, part of like the the higher muckety mucks that control what's going on. What do we think of the butcher? That's Delphine's cousin. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like and just over time, just something because it's just I love Kathy Bates. I love her acting. I think she's phenomenal. I like how she can just literally just take on a character i love that i i love it but at the same time it's just like i'm still trying to make out what the fuck is going on like i couldn't focus on what she was saying i was too busy looking at lady gaga i couldn't i was too busy trying to face check and see who was all around i was looking for the dude with the beard i was trying to figure out who was playing who like i was looking for everybody just trying to see who was in the cast because there's like you said there's very little information about what's been released so i thought just the whole moment was genuinely creepy but like i said i was too busy face checking and i I, this is like one of the only parts of like the episode that didn't legitimately freak me out like i was watching her just 
Like, okay, so it's this like really harsh Puritan woman with some weird troll lady in the background. Like, it's <laughs> Lady Gaga about to get that Oscar. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, they, I saw pictures of it and I was just like, no, I mean, by the eyes, it looks like her, but I don't know. But her character was great. She gonna get an Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. I don't know. I was just kind of like, fuck, like. It, it it doesn't scare me like and maybe it should I'm not sure I'm just kind of like you leave the crazy people in the forest with their pig stuff like if they send you a pig make it bacon or something just like kind of ignore them because mm, forest bacon <laughs> I don't understand okay I don't know about you Priscilla or Jeffrey but I think a slaughtered animal is just I mean to me obvious it means you trying to do something you trying to send me a message like you gonna hurt me and like true yeah. story that that happened to one of uh, a family friend of mine she ended up someone gave her like a pig heart and like threw pig parts all over the lawn like i took that as there i don't know like there's not technically satanist but people would think satanism is if they didn't know any knowledge about said religion but seeing that like i would have said something just because like that's threatening and like you could pick up that pig and you could take that to the police department and that won't disappear like teeth well that's true yes all the teeth (laughs) carolina doesn't fucking follow that because they're just like "Hmm, there there's some good old boys and that's how they try to like that's how they're trying to tell you they want to do a pig roasting and i'm like we don't do that we don't do that here like you give me it packaged bacon if you want to give me something mm-hmm. you go down to wally world okay. or target cut it down to pork chops cut it down to pork ribs don't give me a whole damn pig if you really want to do something you really want to show me some neighborly like something cut that motherfucker down so i can do something with it what the fuck am i gonna do with the whole pig yeah so let's talk about our girl lee so it's interesting because lee experienced some of like the weird creepy stuff so you would think that her judgment would have been better, but she's really trying to reconnect with her daughter. So per the custody arrangement, uh, Flora, Lee's daughter, visits and uh, Flora begins to explore the house and she starts communicating with an unseen person who she calls her friend Priscilla. Ghost Priscilla, not our Priscilla. Hi. Yes. Sorry. And Lee believes it's an imaginary friend because, you know, she's heard stories of children of divorce. They start acting out. They create imaginary friends. And and that's their way to sort of cope with uh, the situation. So that's what Lee sort of brushes it off as. And so Flora ends up uh, telling her that priscilla offered to make her a bonnet if they meaning their their family the you know lee uh, etc help make all the blood stop which that didn't give lee pause because she didn't have the time really to process that because there's a noise in another room and uh, there's a broken vase and lee finds this as cats would say this dirty old bonnet 
amid the broken <laughs> bars. Which, that was interesting. Now, let's talk about this. If you were Lee, and you had experienced that pretty, you know, uh, unsettling experience of, like, being trapped in the basement and not knowing who or what was upstairs, and that kind of thing, like, would you have invited Flora over? And, like, what would your reaction have been like hearing like to make all the blood stop okay like american horror story has a history of having terrible mothers this just adds to it again like shit you oh gosh, almost got poorly. fucking killed by a goddamn mob that locked you in a basement and showed you fucking creepy ass videos right what the hell are you doing bringing your little girl into that shit and when your little girl says I'm talking to this ghost who says that she's going to kill us all. That's when you're like, okay, mm -hmm, sweetie, like, we're going to go move apartments now. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know if the child knows right? that it's a ghost. Okay. No, 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 no. No. I agree with Lee because of her desperation to see her child. But I don't agree with Lee because at the end of the day, baby, like Priscilla said, it's okay for, I wouldn't be bothered if my child had a, um, Invisible friend or whatever the hell you call him. Imaginary friend. Yeah. <laughs> Invisible friend. But at the end of the day, when they says all the blood stop, oh no, honey, you gotta, we gotta. Mm -mm. How would you like to stay in a hotel six? Do you like to swim? Can I you, love your Angela Bassett. Can you backstroke, baby? Because we are going far away from here. Like, I'm not. I, I like, I like how you've been practicing. I have been, but I just feel like. Anybody who's seen anything when it deals with children, any type of paranormal source, children do not lie. For the most part, children do not lie. And if my child, like I said, I would have picked her up so damn fast. I would have picked her up so damn fast. Like, I wouldn't even pick up none of her things. Fuck them jacks. We'll pick up some more jacks on the way. Like, you want some more apples and apple juice? Fuck, I will get you oranges. I will get you orange slices and orange juice. Like, I will, let's go. Let's go. We're leaving. Like, I couldn't. I, I don't see how she saw any sense in any of that. Yeah. It One was of those cuties much. oranges. Thank you. Well, I said, she said she wants to go give her a snack. I know Lee's trying, but she gave her literally apple slices and apple juice. Apple well, I'll take it. Maybe with a little peanut butter on the apple no, slices. No, there was nothing. There was nothing. Maybe they, they ran out. Priscilla ate it. Oh but, my um, goodness, Here's my thing. As a child, like, maybe because I was an only child, and I, I was, like, one of those only children that, like, didn't necessarily, like, need to, like, always make friends with, like, new people. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was complacent with myself, and I was happy with myself. But, like, if I was an only child, and all of a sudden this other child appears in my house like wearing old timey colonial clothes like i would have questions i'm just saying like i'm not gonna make you my instant bff no this is what happens when you have no that are well adjusted like i'm sorry like don't go get like invisible friends that are t talking weird shit to you like if your parents can't see this person and you're talking to them mm -mm, no okay you're on different radio wavelengths. You need to stop. Maybe she's just too friendly. That's her, like, that's she her might problem. Just be, she's yeah. just super duper friendly. And, like, I don't know. That's, that's, 
that gets kids snatched up. Because, like, my first question would be, like, why are you in my basement? And why didn't she say anything? If she's sitting at the, standing at the foot of the basement looking into dark time, if she's talking to somebody named Priscilla, and you know damn well you've been sleeping in that house for a minute, and you know there ain't nobody named Priscilla. Why are you just... And you know there's no children around. And you, thank you. There's no children. I guess, I don't know. I just feel like... I just need a little bit more of a real reaction because I know I would have hightailed it out of there. Like, Lee, Lee like being entertained. She like living on the edge. And I like that shit. <laughs> yes. All right. So it's nighttime and Shelby wakes up to hear once again the, the weird, inhuman, pig squealing, roaring noise from the outside, a.k.a. Piggy Man. And, um, she's like, okay, you know, we, we need to go out and we need to investigate. And I got my baseball bat. Let's go out and handle this. Right. And so she and Matt end up traveling into the woods and they get separated. They both get lost. But Shelby happens upon the sacrificial fire and, uh, they find roasting meat and there's a wooden effigy and Matt actually arrives and sees everything which i was very happy with because i had a feeling i was like are they only going to make shelby see this because it's going to make you know everyone think that she's crazy but matt sees it he destroys the the wooden totem and uh, they call the police and uh, they direct them to the site and the stuff is still there which is awesome although they should have taken their cell phones they should have snapped pictures but i'm just saying Anyway, um, so they feel that it's the Polk family. It's the Polks. It's the Polk uh, father and his sons. And uh, so uh, the police agree that they need some protective uh, detail that's going to be in front of the house 24-7 to make sure that they're safe and all this kind of stuff. So, later on that night, something interesting happens. We have the phone ringing. And Matt wakes up, and the phone is ringing. It's like a rotary-style phone. And uh, it's downstairs, and Matt picks it up. And there's a voice on another end that's like, Please, you know, they're hurting me. Like, why are you letting them hurt me? Why are you letting them hurt me? And as Matt's like, Who is this? Who's speaking? He notices that the phone is unplugged. So it's not connected to anything. And then all of a sudden, he turns around and he sees the two nurses that we briefly saw, that Shelby saw when she was home alone in uh, Chapter 1. And these two nurses are uh, basically, um, you know, uh, berating an elderly woman. And uh, they start, you know, obviously, you know, harassing the woman and treating her horribly you know like the the worst nurses on the planet and they end up shooting the elderly woman by the name of margaret in the head and then uh, one of the nurses you know takes a like a a bottle of uh, spray paint or, or or something and she spray paints the the letter m and they both laugh m is for margaret and obviously, Matt is terrified. He has no idea what's going on. Like, he had been yelling at these uh, these he nurses. Came, he came out like a champ. He was like, what the hell is going on here? Like, that was the first yes. time. 
he has been like yelling if, at like these nurses, like, but obviously they, they don't hear him. That initiative when that thug punched him in the eye. Well, there's that. And so he rushes out the door, screams at the police officer about an intruder, and the officer enters the house. You know, Lee and uh, Shelby wake up, and they go downstairs, and everything that Matt had seen has vanished, and the house is back to normal. And so Matt, in his confessional, is like, you know, I was worried that I had, like, some sort of neurological damage from the attack. And he was like, a part of me wishes that that were true. And so Lee, obviously, because she is a former police officer, she's concerned that now the police are going to think that, you know, the people in this house are just crying wolf all the time. So, we were briefly introduced to the nurses in Chapter 1, and now... At least at this point, you know, we've seen them again. We learn a little bit more about them a little bit later on in the episode. But I, I like that they brought them back. And uh, I was very confused by what we were watching. Because I was like, this is this is weird. And unlike, like, at least the previous ghosts that we've seen with um, the ones in the forest. Like, these, at least at that moment, like, they weren't, like, paying attention to Matt so it could have been sort of like a ghostly like recreation of what previously happened kind of that maybe it had like that um traumatic event had imprinted into okay, the house and it just repeats it's just doop doop okay maybe because they didn't like you would if if they, they just were right kind of like him when he was like i know what is going on if they here? were like kathy bates like kathy bates noticed shelby so they didn't notice him so maybe maybe it was like an imprinted experience or something like that or maybe okay. it was just a vision to lead matt to finding out more maybe i think it's an imprinted vision. yeah i gotta say watching this part my phone rang right when the phone rang on the thing and i was like man oh, that's funny fuck this shit i need to pause and answer the phone but please they're hurting me I do they're hurting me do you think for all that money that they put into the house like if a ghost is fucking it up and spray painting the walls you would tell them to stop Right? If you put 40000 into it, I'm going to do whatever I can to preserve this shit. Because obviously, when we have kids, this is getting passed on. This is getting passed on. But when you fucking up my walls with M and blood, and I just don't have time for it. You don't pay bills in here. I don't even know who you are. Those so, isn't that the truth? Those nurses look like they... I don't know. Something's off about them. Besides the fact that Right? I was, okay, I agree. I didn't like the scene because I thought something was weird. I thought just I just thought the whole atmosphere was weird. Like I don't know if it was the acting. I don't know what, but just something about this whole scene was just really weird. And I I felt like I couldn't buy it for some reason. Like it wasn't believable to me. The only thing I liked about it was Cuba Gooding Jr. His whole reaction to everything, him running out, him screaming. I didn't know his voice could get that high. I haven't heard it get so high like that since Jerry Maguire when he was like, Show me the money. Like oh I didn't gosh. see <laughs> I didn't see like I, I that was literally the only thing I liked. I liked his response because that's a true response. If someone's in your house and you don't know who they are Mm -hmm. No, it's true, yeah. Uh, but I think the scene was supposed to be, like, off and weird. I just because, think, but it is an imprint. You know, they I are off agree with and Priscilla. weird. 
But I, I guess maybe it's just the way they were. I don't know. But I do agree with Pris- Priscilla. It is like just something that's been imprinted. Something that's just happened so horrible in the house. And that the energy has just like. There's been so much negative energy put in that particular area. That it just repeats over time. I've been watching a lot of ghost adventures. So <clears throat> I have a PhD right. and uh, ghostology. <laughs> I knew you did. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like a minor in like uh, plas- plasmaticology. Plat. All right, get your ectoplasm. Ecto-pla- there it is. I said plasma. Plasma. I was trying to say ectoplasm. Shit, I'm a phony. I like it. No, you're you're I'm good. A, I'm a veteran graduate. Shit. Oh gosh. <laughs> so okay, so um. Lee's ex-husband, Mason, arrives to pick Flora up, and we learn that uh, Flora likes to play this, um, I guess, elaborate version of hide-and-seek, where no one knows that they're playing hide-and-seek until they realize that Flora has vanished, which, yeah, this is a really nice game to play, you know, this large house where all the creepy stuff is happening, and so... They, they start looking for her, and they head all the way upstairs, and they find her in this little cupboard area, which I never really understand. Why do houses have, like, that little room? Like, it doesn't make because sense to me. Because it leads to uh, John Malkovich's, like, brain and his whole... Oh, gosh. <laughs> no, but uh, I don't know why a lot of houses have that. I don't know if it's, like, a cubby hole. I don't know if it's, like, a... Is it, like, storage? You actually put stuff I'm in there? That's what I'm thinking it is. I've seen a lot of houses where I'm from, and they've had... Some of them have that little understair area where they have, like, where they put, like, their fifth unwanted kid, and they do, like, some Harry Potter shit. Like, I've seen those type of areas. And then also, like, I've seen one where the, there's, like, um, there's all the, it's, like, all the way up in the top of the house, and there's, like, this little door. And it's, like, a little it's kind of, like, cellar or, like, attic, but not. It's really weird. I don't know. I don't like it, though. Yeah, it was, it was weird. But, uh, Flora's in there, and, uh, when Lee opens the door... She's like, where'd she go? Where'd she go? She was just here. And apparently Flora has been, like, talking with Priscilla. But not just talking with her, like, bartering with her. Basically, she was going to offer Priscilla her doll in exchange for not Emily. And uh, now that, I I guess, the, the trade has been blown, you know, she didn't get a chance to, like, shake on it. She says that, uh... They're going to kill us all, and they're going to save me for last. And so upon hearing this, obviously Mason was perturbed. And so he picked Flora's ass up, dragged her into the car, and uh, was like, you know, what kind of house is this? Where do you think, you know, she learned all this language, and this, that, or the other, and (laughs) I'm going to go to the attorney, and I'm going to go to the judge, and, like, I'm going to get sole custody, and you're never going to see her ass again, because I don't know what kind of demonic shit is going on in this house. So that happened. And then as he drove away... No, but, and it's funny, like, Flora didn't want to leave. My girl was Like, Flora was like... You know, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. Like, Priscilla, what did you do to Flora? I feel like because... Not because it has nothing to do with Priscilla. I feel like because she didn't... She wanted to be around her mom. Like, I feel like she really enjoyed the time that she was spending with her mom. And just to be yanked like that. 
like that's some some bs and like i don't know why that man from the temptations was acting such a way oh, like <laughs> like i really like his acting but it's like all i can think about is him in the temptations so it's just like he did what I did. Well, he does. He did what said like the first thing that I heard. Yeah, I mean, he did what like but, a normal but human at the being would have done. Time, he was just he was blaming it on her. Like it's not like Lee's in her ear, just like stroking her hair at night and feeding these things into yes, her ear. Like, Lee's telling me, I'm gonna kill. You're gonna be then, the last one dead. I know you're gonna be the last one, and we're gonna make all this blood. It's gonna be raining blood. She's gonna be like yes. quoting like Slayer, and I just another another thing that bothered me. She invented her own game of hide-and-go-seek. What do you mean, invented? You mean that little heifer was just hiding and not telling y'all? Like, (laughs) what do you mean she invented her own? Like, I understand everybody has a lot of pride. They have a lot of, like, pride for their children. So they think that their child, whatever their child does is just... Oh, but I'm sorry, Lee. Your kid was just hiding. That's not new info. That's I do that to my husband on a daily basis. I hide from that. <laughs> like, is that like I'm 26 years old? Is that? Oh no, that's just she was hiding. She was hiding. She was hiding. If I was hiding, my mom would have whooped my. She was ass hiding, she and she got Gitchy got. I know she got Gitchy. <laughs> So <laughs> That's a throwback from our uh, freak show season. This is how you fucking get kidnapped. Like, my kid just. Thank you. Thank you. Like, They're going to get kidnapped. And you know why? She, you know why Flora's going to get kidnapped? Because she because already got Gitchy Got. That they were playing. They're going to think that she was playing um, this newfound elusive game that she's only invented hide and go seek. Extreme hide and go seek. No, that's not extreme. Oh, okay. Am I where I'm from? That's that will extremely get your ass beat. Well, there you go. Hiding and having your parents work up and get worried over you. That's not fun to them. When they find you, it's not going to be fun. They're going to wear that ass out. Yeah. Let's talk about one I of my favorite Flora, segments so. of the episode because I liked it because worlds collided, which I, I always love. So, Lee, because of everything, and, like, getting her child snatched from her, and, like, you know, the thought of, like, sole custody for her ex-husband, she'll never see her child again, she fell off the wagon. And so she's on the kitchen floor, and, uh, you know, she's dropping bowls and all this kind of stuff, and Shelby and Matt find her. and Fucking up. Yes, and, and they look up, and they see... I think it's it was like six knives uh, impaled into the kitchen's high ceiling, and so they're like, "Lee, you know, how could you do that?" And and Lee's like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, you know, I may be drunk as a skunk, but there's no way in hell that I did that." So, uh, sh- I thought that was so lame that they thought she did it. Yeah, I thought so too. I was like, "How the hell is she gonna do that?" But um, I've done some weird stuff, but I've never like just flink. Just, yeah. <laughs> just flinging knives on the ceiling. Yeah. So Shelby leaves, and and Matt and Lee sort of have like a heart to heart talk, and where basically he's like, you know, you've always been there for me, but now I have to be here for you, you know, Lee, and, and that kind of thing. But as they're having their talk, Shelby calls Matt because she sees something, and uh, Matt arrives, and they look outside the window, and Shelby's like, "Do you see her?" And Matt's like, yes, they see this 
woman, you know, staring at them, you know, like directly across from them, like outside their window. And so they track this woman to a cellar, like a storm cellar, and uh, they uh, go into the storm cellar themselves to like investigate. So while they're doing that, uh, Matt had taken Lee up to her room and put her into bed, and and basically he's like, I'm you know I'm gonna take care of you. But as he left and like everything else was starting to happen, the ghostly nurses appear and watch over Lee and Lee opens her eyes and looks up and sees the nurses gets freaked out freaked out and uh, she also feels like she's still being watched like she's you know she's got eyes on her and all this kind of stuff and so she gets up out of the bed to like investigate you know I guess to get rid of this the feeling of being watched and as she enters the hall she sees at the end of the hall these twitching bloody pigtails that are nailed to the wall and uh, it's kind of weird because they're all like shaking around as if they're still alive and stuff and i don't know if you chop off a pigtail it still moves you know kind of like if you chop mm. a worm in half it still moves but or, or a lizard's tail and it still moves but it's still it was weird and and weird and so uh lee like you know closes her eyes and she opens it again and and uh it, it's no longer there but um, she hears a noise, and she kind of stumbles backwards, and she catches sight of the piggy man in a mirror. And Lee does, like, a fantastic, like, yell, scare type of thing, which... Shout out to Angela Bassett. I love it when she screams. It's fantastic. It's still very that soulful. True, yeah. The piggy man, it's, yeah. It's... <laughs> It looked like he was dancing. It did kind of look like he was doing dubstep or something. And it looked like he was like skying. Shout out the hashtag 90s. What you know about that. And then um, hashtag save Ferris. If, what you know about that sky life. Or it looked oh, okay. like he was like an extra in Born This Way video. Well that too. But what I thought was <laughs> interesting about this was the fact that this is the first time that we've seen the piggy man inside the house. Like, he's always been, like, roaming on the outside, squealing, roaring type of thing. Like, he was inside the house this time. Okay, you're... Yeah. Yeah. I guess that was... I don't know. I guess it was just weird enough, the fact that he was just, like... She saw the pigtails, and then she, like, saw him in the mirror, and he was gone. It was just already, like, <gasps> enough. The pigtails was enough and for you. She, and, like, yes, because it was gross. And then on the top of that, she's, like, she fell off the wagon. I so know, she's right? Drunk. So, yeah, so unfortunately, like, this is happening to her when she's going to, like, probably think that she just made it up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I doubt she's really going to be like, I saw all this, right? right? I think that it's kind of lame, though. I think, like, I, f I wish that Matt would have more faith in Lee. Like, I, I, like, at this point in time, we don't know, but like, I, f I feel like right now, like, he's not understanding how difficult it is for her, and he's just expecting like a rock to always be the rock, and it's just like, hey, rocks crumble into sediment, okay? Like, after being worn down, it eventually crumbles. So I, I hate the fact that at the end of the day. 
if she were to say this, this is just going to be, like, swept under the rug. Yeah, although I do like that Matt is starting to experience the supernatural, because it was, like, really all Shelby experiencing the stuff in the previous episode. Like, I could see how Lee could, like, rationalize what she ended up seeing, but, uh... Like, I like that Matt is experiencing in this episode. And unfortunately for Lee, I mean, she's drunk. So I don't know how seriously she's going to take anything that she saw. You know, whether it's the nurses or the pigtails or the piggy man. But uh, I, I do like that she's starting to experience stuff. And I hopefully, you know, she can experience more when she's sober so that uh, she can get on the same page with everyone else and so let's discuss what shelby and matt discover in the storm cellar so they find the storm cellar as if it was like someone's home like as if someone had been living there they don't know how long they don't know when but it was set up you know with like a bed and 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 tv and all this kind of stuff and so they end up finding a vhs camera and a tape in the storm cellar so they decide to watch it and the man on the tape is the same man that we saw in the previous videotape that they saw during the home invasion and it was of the man like excitedly you know filming the piggy man i got him i got him and all this kind of stuff you <laughs> that's what he said right i loved you i got him i got you Yes. <laughs> he was so happy. I was so happy for him. I was too. I was I was I was standing on my feet clapping yes, for him. Yes, but I was worried about him in this tape because we learned that his name is Elias Cunningham and fact. Yes, and he lived in the house in 1997. And he describes pretty much the same malevolent forces that have been pursuing the current couple and what they've been experiencing. And uh, he explains that he moved into the house because he was writing a book, sort of like Helter Skelter, on these nurses. And we learn the names of the nurses that we've seen. Their names are Miranda and Bridget Jane. And the sisters are murderesses. They killed in their retirement home uh the patients of the retirement home and uh, they they killed at least twice and then they went on they got sort of away with it and they went on the lamb and they decided to open their own assisted living facility in the house where matt and shelby are living and uh they had a unique sort of requirement for patients first off they were looking for patients who's like family like no longer wanted to deal with them basically and they were looking for patients that uh spelled the word murder so patients with the the whose first names begin with either letter m u r d or e and so uh yeah so they uh ended up killing enough patients to where they spelled m-u-r-d-e but then it stopped and then they disappeared and subsequent tenants experienced the words constant reappearing on the wall like no matter how many times they would paint over it the m-u-r-d-e would seep through the paint up until the point to where uh, recently they they put uh, wallpaper over the wall to conceal the m-u-r-d-e 
and um, Cunningham goes on to describe the dark forces of the house and the woods, uh, and they f- and he feels that these dark forces, you know, something more evil than them, are what stopped the nurses. He doesn't feel like they really went out on the lam and are living in Mexico or something. He feels that these dark forces stopped them, and. Um, he is uh, documenting the paranormal activity in the house. He hadn't been in the house for several days, but he's gotten to the point to where he's like, you know, I'm going to capture this on camera and I'm going to get you. I'm going to find out who you are, what you are, where you are. And so he re-enters the house with the videotape and he's filming his exploration of the house and he is surprised by a woman behind him in a mirror. And that woman, if you pause carefully was Kathy Bates. So there's that. And so while they're watching the videotape, once he um, describes the M-U-R-D-E reappearing, Matt and Shelby head into the room where Matt had seen what happened and seen the spray painting of the M, and he takes off the wallpaper, and just like the videotape says, there's the M-U-R-D-E. E. And so at the end of the videotape, a sudden noise uh, startles Matt and Shelby, and uh, they follow where the noise came from, and they see a bloody cleaver freshly wedged into the swinging door. So let's talk all about Elias and the sisters. Did we like the backstory, that we got some backstory to the house? This is kind of like Murder House-ish, where I feel like a lot of shit went down in the house, and all these ghosts are either living there, or reappearing there, or that kind of thing. It's... What? Of Murder House. It's the Murder House. Yeah. It's not Murder House. It didn't, they didn't finish it, so... That's oh, it's, it's the, mur- the Murdy. The Murd House. Or the Murd. <laughs> The Murd House. I liked it. I feel, but I feel like like they're not all living amongst each other, like um, Murder House or the Ghost from Murder House. I loved the backstory on the nurses. I felt like um, it wasn't predictable. I guess as when I think about it, it wasn't predictable. But I guess I just I love Dennis O'Hare. I think he's hilarious. Like, I love how he really gets into a character. Because I was like, I thought, if anything, I found that tape and I was watching it. And, like I said, if I would have taken down my wallpaper and found Murd on the wall. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. And it's daylight outside. Forget that tape. Forget that tape. Leave all of it behind. We will be the second family to just leave all this mess behind. Well, what about the bloody butcher knife? Nope. If I would have thought no more, I don't want to watch no more. I don't want to see no more. What is there else to see? Like, vamnos, bye. Somebody just left a bloody knife on your fucking house. Like, a that's, cleaver. That's not even like, okay, I'm scary and I'm sending you dead pigs. This is, I'm going to kill you. Like, Thank you. That's a message. That is a message. And then on top of that, he said that he felt like there wasn't, they weren't going to stop until they killed him. And I was just like, as soon as like I heard that, and he already verified fact with murder on the wall, fact, and then there's a cleaver in the door, fact. fact. I would have taken my black ass, and I would have gotten my little silver focus, and I would have driven the fuck out of there. Fact. Hashtag fact. Hashtag fact. 
correct. Like, <laughs> all of those are true statements. Shout out to the I silver focus. Done. Okay, shout out to the silver focus with the foggy headlights. Fact. Fact. All right. And think, here's... Like, honestly, like, knowing that the bank is, is, is screwing you over and they're, they're not going to give you your money back, so you're going to have to sell to those dirty hippies. Like, that, I'm a seller. I'm a sell, girl. I'm a sell it all. I'm a sell the furniture in it. It's going to come fully furnished. Like, I'm a sell, sell, sell. And if the bank is trying to play games and they're not, I'm going to sell it back to them. All I know is I'm not going to be there. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about the bank, because this is probably the real-life American horror story dealing with the banks. So, the bank refuses to refund them their investment for the property. And, uh, you know, basically, the banker's like, you know, you bought this property as is from the auction. You know, it's it's not the bank's responsibility. You know, you could have done your research this that, or the other the uh, the legality is that you bought it as is and so uh, yeah so there's that so as the bank agent leaves Lee arrives and she comes with a souvenir and that souvenir is Flora so she is uh, kidnapped Flora in violation of the custody arrangement and uh, and Lee's like, you know, I, I know I made a mistake, but, you know, I need to see Flora. No, I'm not drunk. I would never drive drunk with my baby. But uh, I, I, <laughs> I need to see Flora. You know, the judge is going to take her away. I need to I need to see Flora. If you're and not so, drunk, you're never stupid. Like, my child with it, a drop of alcohol in my system. Like, well, there's that. If she's not drunk, God. she's stupid. Who the Thank f- who you what? who you fooling? Cause I know damn well you'd eat a bunch of bread and drink a bunch of coffee. You just left the house. You just broke a popcorn bowl, girl. Yeah. What do you mean? It's a lot, but uh, like Shelby right. ends up calling. Shelby ends up calling Mason and like she sort of cools him down and cools him off because he was ready to, to call the police. One thing about white women is that their voice they got the gift, some of them, not all, but some of them got the gift of persuasion with their voice. All right. So they can just Ooh, I don't know if you wanna do that. Like they can just I don't know, like, she worked magic, because I bet he was, like, I bet he had, he was just ready to just end this for all, just once and for all, and she was just like, let me, like, let me just, let me just ear fuck you, (laughs) like, let me just get you, let me just use my magic, I'm serious, I'm not even trying to be funny, but let me just use my, like, hashtag persuasive white women, like, some, like, some people, like, some white women have the gift they have the the gift of persuasion hashtag gift of persuasion because they can talk themselves out of anything or talk someone else out of anything due to experience and what i just saw because like i said i bet he was mad as hell i bet he was mad as hell and to just ugh, for him to just come and get her like okay well i'm coming to get her like girl it would have been embarrassing you're a cop you're ex-cop in 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 jail for Kidnapping. Yeah. yeah. I almost couldn't think what it was. I was just well, like, You got the right word. Thank you. So Shelby uh, takes Flora away from that room so that Matt can talk 
to Leah about her actions, you know, brother, sister, and uh, then uh, they, um, while Flora's away, Flora sees her friend beckoning her outside, like, you know, she does the whole, you know, with the hands, you know, come over Get here. Get over here. And so, she goes outside and uh, looks, you know, goes with Priscilla. And uh, the adults start looking for Flora because they realize she's not there. And so they look through the house and they start searching through the woods. And uh, the only thing that they find is Flora's hoodie at the very tippy top of a pine tree. And that's it. That's where we leave things off. So, Priscilla, what did you do with Flora? I'm asking you, human Priscilla. Uh, I'm I'm glad she didn't hang her because that's what I thought when I saw the, the the coat. I'm like, no, we're gonna see a dead baby on the screen. Oh, I, I kid you not. I thought it. Flora was dead too. Oh god, I'm I'm, just, I'm glad she wasn't dead, but I'm so thinking she's gonna come back with like a pig mask or something like. Oh but, my gosh, Priscilla, uh, uh, no. Oh god, Piggy Flora. The ha- the happy side of me is, is thinking like the ghost Piglet that Flora. she's left for last. She's left for last, so she's going to be alive. She's going to be fine. We, you know it. Like, But god, American Horror Story can't go that dark, can it? Like, you can't. I don't know, because remember... Well, okay, I don't want to, like, spoil it, but first, like, season one, there was a lot of, like, dead babies and, like, and then also, like, they are not very shy when it comes to, like, rape or anything sensitive of that matter or nothing. So, I, I don't know, like, please don't let it be too dark. <laughs> like, I know, right? That's all I can just hope. It's just, I hope it's not too dark. But, I mean, shit. Y'all really thought she was dead? Oh, I did. Really? I did too. I like. She screamed like, "Oh my yeah, god!" Yeah, like they showed that in the promo, and I, I, I was like, "She's dead." I didn't know what to think. To be honest with you, I really did not know what to think. I, I, I guess I was just so like, oh, I want more of the episode. So I, I mean, they kept they showed that bald headed tree, and she was. <laughs> I didn't know what I was looking at. So when I had to like pause and see that it was a jacket, I don't know, y'all. That's Man, one thing I don't know. Custody, whatever you know, like oh. she's losing custody of that kid. <laughs> Ooh, her husband is going yeah. to. Her ex-husband is going to come to who? Who is he coming yeah. for? How do you gonna? How you explain it? Kathy Bates. Why not? Oh my god! Oh, that Lee ain't seen Kathy Bates yet. Well, no, yeah. But she's she saw Pigman. Shout out to Pigman. So speaking of Pigman, it's time to decide on the MVP for the episode, the most valuable player, to, the character that impressed you the most, and why. So we all know the rules; they're very simple. State which character impressed you throughout this episode and why. And of course, if someone has already mentioned the character that you were going to choose, you must select a different character so we'll start off with our special guest priscilla is it sad that i'm gonna pick priscilla because <laughs> like shit like 
She didn't even Nepotism. Come, yeah, she didn't even come out in the episode, but like a little kid being like, they're here, and like talking to a ghost freaks me out. Like, and this this little girl just managed. All right, fine. I'm not going to give it to Priscilla. I'm going to give it to that little girl because that little girl both manages to be sweet and adorable, and you want to save her. And like the harbinger, like harbinger of like death and violence that's going to come to that family because she's letting them know that like this little girl with a bonnet is telling her that they're that that family's going to die. So yeah, I'm going to give it to that little girl. Like she did, she did a damn good job. Miss Kitty, your MVP and why? I don't know. Last episode, it was so clear cut. But I'm really disappointed in Lee and her just letting these crazy things that her child says fly over her damn head. But I did like her outfits and her whole swag. Lady Gaga, like you've been talking oh, about. Oh, you are so her. right, Priscilla. Oh my goodness. I will, okay. You are the Earth Mother. Right, girl. I'm going to have to go with the Earth Mother, i.e., Mother Troll. Uh, i.e. Queen of the Trolls, Queen of the like Cave Woman. I cave thought Lady woman. Gaga's performance, <laughs> I thought it was amazing. I thought it was amazing. Thank you, Priscilla, because I, I, it was so amazing, I forgot, apparently. I loved it. I loved it. And I, I don't know. Like I said, she getting that, she getting that Oscar. Okay. Or Emmy. What they do for TV. Emmy. Thank you. That's Thank why you guys you. are laughing. Because I kept saying Oscar. She, she's yes. getting that Emmy. Okay. thirty the Best actress. In 30 minutes second. Of TV show. Lady Gaga. In 30 minutes second. 30, 30 seconds. She wasn't. Because yes, she was like, like in there for 30 seconds. But I feel like she, really she stole the show. Like I said. I couldn't even focus on what Kathy Bates was saying. Because. What'd you say, Mother Earth? Mother Ho? Mother Mother Earth, yeah. Is that her name? Wood Woman. No, we don't know what her name is. <laughs> no, the Horned her name Woman. Is wood Woman. Because the wood. She, the Wood she, Woman. Woods, yes. Woods Woman. She lives in the wood and she gives the wood. <laughs> perfect. It was the perfect illusion. Okay. Hash. No, I'm kidding. Good grief. So, my MVP. I was having a difficult time trying to pick an MVP because, like, some of the people that I liked were only in it for, like, a brief amount of time. Like, I could have said Kathy Bates because she gave that epic speech where she was speaking like an old-timey woman and uh, she's the butcher because why not? But I can't justify it because she was in it for, like, so little. Like, for me at least. So I'm going to have to go with our homeboy, Elias Cunningham. Because, as you mentioned, Dennis O'Hare knows how to chew the scenery. And uh, I really like that he was there because he got the chance to like inform us a lot more on the house which was really interesting and, and maybe like Matt and Shelby like might in- investigate even more and we might find out even more about the house and like its history through them now that maybe they inspired he inspired them to look into it I do like I did like the fact that they you're right he explained the history but through that whole like found tape thing I love that. Yeah, I lo- it was very scream too. Because it's very straight to the point. Like it's just boom, boom, boom. Like it's just, ugh. 
I, I love that. Yeah, or Scream 3, whichever one Randy was dead in. But, um, yeah. So, now it's time to rate the episode. How would you rate this episode on a scale of 1 to 10 pig heads? And the point system is allowed. We'll go in the same order. We'll start off with our special guest, Priscilla, the person, not the ghost. Mm. Um, yeah, that nepotism, like, really, like, shot up my, my grade. Like, it's gonna go to, like, 8 pig heads. Like... That that first episode didn't convince me. Second episode did. I liked this a lot. So eight pigheads. Miss Kitty. Oh, I don't know. I guess I don't know. Maybe six pigheads. <gasps> I know. I I mean I liked it, but like I said earlier it wasn't as scary as i like i will agree from the first episode it was very scary the ep- the first episode was scary but now the second episode i don't know if i was just like trying to figure out everything the second episode and i'm just kind of confused i don't know but kind of like mm, about so but i can't wait until the next episode so don't <gasps> me don't do th- okay all right so I agree with one of you, and that person is Ghost Priscilla. I give it eight pig heads. I really enjoyed the episode. I'm liking the season so far. I like the mockumentary uh, motif. Uh, I like uh, what we're seeing in the house, and I'm enjoying that it has like a mythology to it. Besides, like the Roanoke uh, villager stuff. So it, it's interesting, and I'm here for it and i'm looking forward to seeing what's next Uh, i don't think the cliffhanger was all that to be honest and i feel like it was kind of expected especially after everything that flora was experiencing cliffhanger it's a kid hanger (laughs) we thought it was dead oh my gosh ghost priscilla you're so crass i know right (laughs) you don't tell a dead baby speaking girl (laughs) speaking of cliffhangers we're actually doing something special today because we did not have a spoiler section during our first episode but there actually has been some news in the past few days so we are doing a spoiler section so it's time to get a little spoilery let's dive into some spoilers for upcoming episodes of american horror story roanoke this is an official spoiler alert spoiler alert Check out our official Facebook like page by visiting facebook.com PC slash PCR. Are you afraid? So uh, there are two scooplets that I can provide to you, our listeners and uh, my co-hosts. First up, Roanoke will be connected to Freak Show via entertainmentweekly.com. The tradition continues, and uh, fans have wondered about how Roanoke will tie to other seasons. We've already seen Piggy Man, a callback to the murder house, and uh, that's not all. Entertainment Weekly can exclusively reveal that AHS Roanoke is also directly tied to Freak Show, and more specifically, to its immature psychopath, Dandy Mott. Viewers will get a piece of... Oh, gosh. Viewers will get a piece of the Mott family origin story, teases Murphy, and this is a quote. We explain how the Mott's... We explain how the Mott's began, which is funny. 
he says. That's what Ryan Murphy said. And uh, Ryan Murphy continued on to say, well, I should say Entertainment Weekly continues on to say, the Mott family are not the only blast from the past. Murphy says that there will be many more AHS alums that will pop up on Roanoke. He goes on to say, this is a quote, many, many, many that you have not seen in years that you have wanted to see. Okay, now you got so my that. interest peaked, but... Mm. And that, here's something else to pique your interest, Miss Kitty. Apparently, according to Entertainment Weekly as well, a huge twist is coming in episode 6. So this is a direct reading from the article on EntertainmentWeekly.com. If you think you know American Horror Story Roanoke, you don't. The latest season of FX's anthology series has now aired two episodes, focused on a supernatural reality series called My Roanoke Nightmare. Many fans have their theories about where the season is going. Well, AHS viewers, ready to have your mind blown in a few weeks. This is a direct quote from Ryan Murphy. You'll see, starting in episode 6, the show has a huge turn, and the thing that you think you're watching is not what you're watching. And so the article continues on to say, The plot of Roanoke was obviously the major secret that the AHS team had to protect, but they were also hiding this massive Surprise, and this is a quote from co-creator Brad Falchuk. Even though the subject matter has gotten out, it's irrelevant because nobody gets what we're doing. No matter what you think it is, it's not that. Then, episode 6 comes and you're like, wait, what happened? Oh gosh, that's either a good thing or a bad thing with this show. Sometimes, like... It says that, like, the the twist will shock and awe you, and it, it, you saw it coming. Where you're like, aw, it ruined a good thing. So I'm worried about that. Not necessarily stoked about it. And not stoked about the dandy thing either. Freak Show was, I, I think, the weakest that American Horror Story has ever been. So, oh, you better stop. You better stop. As much as I disliked Freak Show, I thought Coven was the weakest. I thought Coven was horrible. Like, I'm not going to lie, even at the Universal Studios, like, horror thing, they don't even reference Coven at all. They literally go, one, two, four, five. (laughs) I can see what. Like, I mean, I feel like at the end of the day, it was a really good, um, I mean, it was a good, I like how they referenced history, but Coven wasn't scary, if anything. I feel like they were just listening to a lot of what fans wanted from the first season and putting a whole glamorous effect on it. And I I didn't really care for it, but freak show was kind of good, but to me, it could have been a little bit darker, like season two. And I can't stand dandy mod. I cannot stand him as a character. I don't want to know his origins because I'm sure it has something to do with like, his cousin's fucking and having like webbed feet or some shit and I don't want any parts of it but I'm willing to see what's going on 
Because it's only 10 episodes. Why not? Well, there you go. Why not? So on that note, join us next time for a brand new installment of Are You Afraid? My Roanoke Nightmare. Once again, here's our announcer to remind you on how you can interact with us. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for Are You Afraid? My Roanoke Nightmare, and subscribe. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash PCR. Are You Afraid? Follow us on Tumblr, Are You Afraid? Dash. A. H. S. Tumblr.com. Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube, at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Help support Poppy Chula Radio financially by visiting GoFundMe dot com slash poppy chula radio are you interested in joining the poppy chula radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor email talent at poppy thanks announcer co-hosts please wish the listeners a good night good night guys i mean i hope your dreams are as sweet as lady gaga's unibrow for the love and of God, when when you pick up your phone, make sure that it's actually connected at the hook. Like, don't don't be answering any ghosts. Right. Oh my gosh, you're absolutely right, Priscilla. When you pick up the phone, guys, make sure that it's, you know, that it's on the hook, like she said. And if anything, make sure that shit is turned on because if you don't have a phone and it's ringing, you already know there's a problem. Hi, guys. <laughs> Please. No, no, I'd be like, sorry, wrong number. Yes, I didn't even ask the question, but let me ask now before I close the show. Do we feel like the person on the line is something new, like a new element? Or do we just feel like maybe it's related to the nurses and maybe, you know, it's sort of like an imprint of, uh, you know, someone calling their loved one and, you know, basically saying, like, why are you letting them hurt me? I thought it was the old lady being like, you're hurting me, like, stop. Right? I, I just thought it was an imprint of the of her. I thought it was her just, like, I thought it was an introduction to her. She was calling him on his cell phone. She, there you go. And she, that's right what now. I thought it was. I thought it was the, the elderly woman that he saw. And it just saw her on the phone. Okay. I like it. So, on that note, thanks for tuning in. Download new episodes of Are You Afraid every Friday via iTunes and the Poppy Chula Radio archives. New episodes stream via poppychularadio.com every Friday at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Good night.